Navigating Business Podcast, where we dive into the lives and stories of small business owners from around the country to learn what's worked, what hasn't, and everything else in between. Our goal here is to share as much high-quality business information as possible. And the best part is, it's all by business owners for business owners. Everything here is all about small business. We're here today with Jeremy Greenberg, the founder of 97Switch. 97Switch is an award-winning Chicago digital marketing agency that specializes in marketing, web design, and strategy. And they take great pride in their relationships with people, operating with the understanding that's all about being good to others in everything that they do, which is a great tagline there. Jeremy is also the co-host of the Restarting America podcast, where he talks to business owners and community leaders on how they are restarting amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. And you can find their podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And again, that podcast is called Restarting America. Jeremy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, glad we can talk a little bit about what you guys do in, in the world of web design and entrepreneurship. Tell us a little bit about 97Switch and, and what you guys do. So as you said, we're a digital marketing agency. We're based in Chicago. I started about seven years ago. And core fundamentally, we do digital marketing services for people and for businesses a lot of websites and trying to bring traffic to those websites and primarily trying to have marketing qualified leads or conversions to making sure that the websites are not just looking pretty, but also converting people for the actions that people want to have. So I think it's really focusing on telling people's story with the building of the website and then really converting them and kind of keeping the, their message alive and interactive throughout the whole experience. A, a key thing about us is we're a team of four full-time people and we like being the size that we are because we really can be hands-on with each business that we work with and our entire team can really collaborate around that and we're really able to focus on not just doing the service for people but really having a high level of communication with everyone we're working with internally and any partner and also just focusing on making sure that they're overall happy because I think doing good services is fundamental, but then you also need to keep up communication and treating people with respect and doing, and that's kind of how our, how our business has been around for seven years. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And that was a theme that I, I really noticed looking through, you know, your LinkedIn and website and such is that theme of treating people the right way. Did that come from kind of a specific circumstance or a story for you or, or what, what kind of made that so central to you when you were starting the business? Yeah. I mean, I worked at a hotel company beforehand and I started with hotels and I think in general of hospitality. And before that, I worked at a music venue in a private event space. And I saw that generally hospitality, you need to treat people really well. For every single guest who comes in, every single touch point needs to be kind of laser focused to make sure there's a positive experience and nobody is too big or too small to treat with ultimate respect. And you need to kind of view it that way. I think though, growing up, I was lucky enough to be around my grandfather and dad who also ran their own businesses and saw how they treated the people that they worked with and anybody they were interacting with and saw how when you treat people well, there is a, a lot of benefit in just your daily life. So it was very lucky, I mean, as many people are very lucky to have a support system that showed me that treating people well was fundamental to having part of your daily life. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, a lot of businesses say they want to treat customers the right way, right? That's probably on most business websites. But for you guys, you can tell that it's something that's real and genuine just because of how prominent it is in, in your messaging and what you do. So I think that's pretty interesting. 
As far as you know, web design goes, you guys are obviously the experts in web design and there's so many web design options for business owners, right? From really do it yourself, go on Squarespace or Wix or whatever platform and create it yourself to all the other options. What insights can you give business owners into why web design is important and kind of what you guys can bring or, or a professional agency can bring to that value-wise? Well, web design is important because people are interacting on the, on the web, obviously, all the time. And they're really using your website as their motive, a way of interacting with you 24-7. So your website is your 24-7 ambassador. So making sure there's a strong website image is really important. And making sure that your story is told, not just saying, not just putting up the services that you offer, but really in a, in a way that like people will understand everything you're about. So if you're Bloomingdale's, and Bloomingdale's has a beautiful entryway and, and it has all these beautiful clothes and there's a feeling that you get when you're in a high-end store, you want to get the same kind of feeling when you're on a website. The website should be able to echo the same kind of feelings that you get in real life. And the thing is, you mentioned earlier, there's a lot of ways to build a website. I tell people when they talk to us all the time, you don't have to use us. You can use more expensive agencies, you can use less expensive agencies, you can do it for, for free, as you can do Wix, Squarespace. There's a lot of do-yourself tools. And I think the the sweet spot that we really we are in is when people understand what their needs are and they want to invest in their business. And I think generally businesses will spend about 10 to 20% of their overall expenses on marketing. So when people have the need to produce strong sales, then there's probably more opportunity to use an agency. If their opportunity for sales is limited, as any business owner, you kind of have to figure out how to be scrappy and do it yourself. Yeah. It just makes so much sense to me in the world that we live in. Whenever I'm looking into a new vendor to work with, whether as a business owner, or just as an individual, where's the first place I always look, right? It's always the website. And if that website looks a little outdated or if there's not all the information or if there's inaccuracies or things spelled wrong, it's almost instantly not working with them. I'm going somewhere else, which, yeah, you know, maybe is not fair to the business, but that's kind of the thought and how, how it works when you're looking at a lot of businesses these days. I would argue, though, it's definitely fair to the business. If, you, if your website is not showing a good experience, if, anything, if any part of your business is not working right, and also when you meet somebody, if someone like, comes off in a weird way, people get one shot to meet somebody. They don't really get multiple opportunities. That's how business works today. It's completely fair. And in every sense, when you, you, like if you're submitting a college application and there's typos and doesn't look very nice, like you got your shot. So I think it's important that people understand that every, every touch point is very important. And if it's business, personal affairs or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. That's very true. And like you said, for certain industries, it's even more important, you know, e-commerce related, I'm sure, compared to someone who's maybe service-based, obviously both very important, but e-commerce, you're going to have people on their website all the time or food-based or anything like that. So, so many needs there. I love that. As far as entrepreneurship and your journey into being a business owner, how did you get into, into the world of business ownership? You said you started in kind of the hospitality industry. What kind of led you into becoming a business owner? So as I mentioned earlier, I saw how my grandfather and dad grew up, how they ran businesses. So I always kind of knew that I wanted to start a business one day, but I honestly was at a hotel company and had to leave the company and was kind of in my own personal crisis. And it's interesting now because we're all in a crisis together during this pandemic, but I was in a crisis about seven and a half years ago and I was trying to figure out what's my next job. And I was applying to previous 
to different things. And while I was doing that, I realized that I was getting antsy and wanted to stay productive. And I didn't really feel like I couldn't be productive in helping people because I knew how to build websites. I knew how to do digital marketing services. So I started just taking very small projects, anything I could do to help people. It, was, it wasn't about money. It was just like trying to stay productive. After a few months, people started hearing about what I was doing, um, started getting a little bit more concrete things and everything is kind of built. And then from six months in, I realized like I could do this full time. And from there, it's been a really wonderful journey. So I, I don't know if my story of how I got into business ownership was kind of out of necessity. I needed to stay productive and I needed to feel like I was contributing to the world. I mean, I was 24 at the time. It's, I'm 31 now. And it's definitely been interesting how starting a business on necessity and now trying to figure out how to actually expand it and make it something that really lives outside of me. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's always interesting asking that question to entrepreneurs, how they got into it, you know, whether it's a passion or a necessity. And like you said, oftentimes it's a mix of the two. It's something that you've always wanted to do, but also, hey, I need to use my skills and contribute here and obviously pay the bills as well. So yeah. you said now that you have four full-time employees, which is really exciting. That's a great achievement. What's building out a team been like for you? I know that's oftentimes one of the most challenging, also most rewarding, but definitely most challenging parts of, of being a business owner. What's that team building process been like? Yeah, absolutely. It's been one of the most challenging. Understanding how to, and as you said, a service industry is different than e-commerce. And what we do is we're like a plumber for websites or digital marketing services. We are just doing services for people. So within that understanding, people are our product. So I was the product majority for a long time with some contractors. And essentially what I realized was the way that the business would grow is to have people who are better than me at something. So initially I used contractors to be web developers or graphic designers or writers. And that was like their superpower. And they were just excellent at one thing. And I realized like Essentially, if you could build a team around you that have their superpowers, then you can rely on them to do their one thing. And the, now our team is four full time and every single person is at least the best at one thing. And that's really important that, so everyone can kind of feel like they can own a part of the business and it's really easy to delegate that way. As the business grows, people have to own different parts of things. And I know companies like Google, you're really specializing in one tiny little thing. I mean, you get that big a scale. I think in terms of, A, it's finding people who have that skill set, but then it's also having a lot of trust between people, showing them that, that you have their back and that you listen. I think he, listening is really, really important in business and everything in life. And spend a lot of time trying to hear what the people around me are saying and really trying to like make action on that. So I think in terms of building out a team, it's finding people with these unique skills, but also listening to them and hearing and how and trying to understand how to communicate what you need and also understand, and understand what they need too. Really like the superpower analogy that you use with that. It's a great way to think about it. And it's interesting too, to think about hiring people that are better than you. Cause I think as business owners, we often think, well, I'm the best at this. I, it's my company. I, I'm the one that people are coming for. So the option of, of hiring people that are better than you is really a cool way of thinking about that. I know talking with other business owners and, and from my own experiences, it's hard oftentimes to offload responsibilities and offload, especially client work to other people in your company. 
do you have insights into that? Has that been challenging for you? And how do you kind of navigate that? Because I thinking through those conversations, I, I feel like that's oftentimes one of the hardest parts is these are my clients who I have relationships with and have had a long history with. And I, I want other people to come into that, but it's really hard to give that off. Maybe I'm just a control freak. I don't know. But I just feel like that's probably a common theme. What's that been like for oh, you? So, I mean, I was a one man band for a long time with some contractors because I really held control. So I, I completely understand that idea of needing to feel like you need to control everything. One of the things that I've, I think I've learned is patience and not necessarily expecting that the people coming in will do everything right away. So I think it's really slowly building up trust with people and trying to establish trust over long periods of time that they can execute and giving them manageable amount of course load. So assuming that let's say something takes me an hour, giving someone two or three hours to do that same task and lowering the bar so that making sure the client work is still done at the same standard. Because when you just essentially set up your team in a way that they will succeed and you give them a specific thing to do, it makes it a lot easier. But at the same time, like nobody's perfect. I, I know I do all the time make errors and uh, understanding that everybody is human and people on my team will also not always do everything perfectly. So giving some people breathing room so that they actually have the ability to do it really great is important. Yeah. Those are some great insights. As far as, you know, if you're talking to someone who is just kind of getting into the business ownership role, you said you've been, you know, running a business for seven years, which is a long time. And that's very impressive. What kind of insights could you give to someone who's just kind of starting to step into that or thinking of even getting into that, thinking of moving from the employee role to the entrepreneurship role? I would say, make sure that you're doing something that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, it's going to be really hard. That's fundamentally number one. I can't imagine all the different complexities of business ownership, the energy component of being able to go at it incredibly hard at all kinds of random times if you don't enjoy it. So that's one thing I would also say, let yourself learn. I mean, I think the number one thing that I've do continuously is I try to keep learning and assume that you don't know that much is really a good way of looking at the world. And you might be an expert at one thing, but there's a lot of things that you're not an expert in. And like, let yourself learn if it's YouTube, Googling, talking to experts, whatever it is, allow yourself the ability to stay curious and keep learning. Yeah, that's great. That's one of my favorite parts of of being a business owner. And one of my least favorite parts, I think, is it's really fun to learn from other people, but it's really a hard feeling sometimes to know that you're, you're not very good in a lot of things as a business owner. <laughs> so it's fun to know there's a lot of potential to, to grow, but that growing process is hard sometimes. So that's great. One last question here. You know, there's so many professional development and business development resources out there, whether it's books, webinars, coaches, what do you kind of use to practice professional and business development for yourself? A lot of things, everything under the sun. I like to read. I know this book's been around for a long time, but I just read Shoe Dog by Nike's by Phil Knight. That was wonderful. I also have been very lucky that I've had a lot of mentors. So different kinds of mentors, some people who have started digital marketing agencies and some people who are just in business. And I think learning from people who have been through different experiences is really important. So especially when I started out, I want to talk to people all the time and learn from them. And the information I got from people, I viewed as like gold or better than gold, because this information was like the keys to how to run my business. And uh, when someone said something, when someone who I trusted, who 
knew more than me about business, said, told, told me something. It was like the light bulb in my head. Wow, that is an incredible idea. And I kept having these aha moments when I heard people who knew more than me about business. When they said things, that makes a lot of sense. And it's really important to have other resources. And if it's reading, if it's watching TED Talks, if it's whatever, just like keep interacting with the world in different ways because there's so many people out there who are learning about business all the time. I mean, we're doing a podcast right now about business. And I think by other people listening to podcasts like this or how I built this or whatever, there's a lot of opportunity to learn. Yeah, for sure. Once again, I, I know I just said the last piece was my, one of my favorite parts of business, but that's that's another kind of connected favorite part of business for me is there's so many brilliant, brilliant people out there with so many great insights. So even you know if you're just getting started or relatively new, I mean, you've been in business seven years. I've only been, been in business two and a half years, so I'm a newbie compared to you, but it's fun to, to have so many resources to keep learning and interview great people like you who are able to share those insights. So two yeah, and a half years is no joke too. You should be very <laughs> proud of yourself for doing that. That's, that's a, quite Thanks. an achievement. It's been fun. It's been one of my favorite things for sure. But Jeremy, thanks so much for your time today and sharing so many great insights. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. If you want to learn more about Jeremy, like we said, he owns a great web design company. So you can go check out their website and obviously check out the podcast as well, Restarting America. They've had a lot of really amazing guests as well. And there's a website for, for that podcast as well. So definitely go check them out. I'll put the links below the podcast too. So you can check them out on LinkedIn on the website, all that good stuff. Listeners, thanks for diving into business with us this week. We'll see you next time on the Navigating Business Podcast. Mm-hmm.